Hello, and welcome to UDL in 15 Minutes, where educators discuss their experiences with UDL. I'm Louie Lord Nelson, UDL author and leader. Today, I'm talking with Monica watson Bedard, who is a grade 7 teacher at Milledgeville North School in New Brunswick, Canada. Today, Monica is going to share how she has helped her students become their best expert learners. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Monica, for coming onto the podcast. And I hope I can provide you with a good, comfortable environment so you can give us all the knowledge that you have. Well, if you would go ahead and please share with us your teaching background. Well, I've been teaching for 23 years. And as I say that, I'm, I'm really not sure where the time has gone. I, I'm, you know, it's mind blowing how fast time goes. Uh, so currently I, I teach middle level. Uh, but the path there is not uh, a clear path. It's a bit windy. It's uh, I started teaching in kindergarten and then moved to high school and back to elementary. And um, then about 13 years ago, I found a passion in teaching literacy intervention and spent several years in this position working with students and teachers at the elementary, middle and high school levels. And during that time, I found a new love for a level I didn't think I would like at all, which was middle school. You know, they're unique and fascinating and challenging individuals. So currently, I work in a a grade three to eight school with both English and French immersion students. We have close to 500 students and through the three to eight grades. Uh, We have a wide range of nationalities within our school, and approximately about 15% of them are English additional language learners or EAL learners, as we refer to them. So I was a middle school teacher. Totally get what you're talking about. I loved (laughs) my eighth graders. Love them, love them, love them. So people in 25 countries listen to this podcast. So when we have terms like English additional language students, I like to provide some explanation for that. So could you share with people what that means? Sure. So those are students that um, come to Canada or specifically St. John, New Brunswick, and who are learning English or may have some knowledge of the English language, but need additional support. So students within that first year to second year qualify for uh, supplemental teaching to help bridge the uh, English language and cultures and different things like that. Okay, perfect. Back in 2017, you were part of a team that authored a research study that was published in a document and published by the University of New Brunswick and the Department of Education and Early Childhood Development. And it was called Universal Design for Learning Action Research. And your article and your team's article was uh, Menus More Than Lunch, Options for Recruiting Interest and Increasing Engagement in Inclusive Education. Of course, that caught my attention. Um, (laughs) And so also for podcast listeners, that link to this collection can be found on the video montage that's posted in YouTube. So Monica, would you be willing to talk about the what led up to that research in the first place and what you took away from it? 
Sure will. Um, So in the spring of 2012, the Department of Education in New Brunswick put a call out to teachers across New Brunswick who'd be interested in a, you know, a unique professional learning opportunity focused on UDL. The Department of Education also partnered with the University of New Brunswick to aid in that teacher research side of things. And it's, it really was an interesting process to, to go through. I, I've always struggled with the idea of how to shape students into being more active participants of learning rather than passive observers. And this also coincided with some lunchroom commiserating with a group of teachers regarding uh, something that we were seeing within our own building, you know, that lack of motivation and, and resiliency and basically independence of our students. So when I saw that, I pulled a group together that consisted of, you know, four middle school colleagues, uh, across a range of different um, subjects, a math teacher, a French language arts and social studies teacher, of course, our school guidance teacher, as she is a gardener uh, guru, and myself, an English language arts teacher. So proposal was born to see if we could increase engagement by allowing choice through multiple means of expression, which basically, of course, in That is the UDL term, but basically means that, you know, students could choose a way to to show their knowledge and understandings. So these menu board choices were based on the use of Gardner's multiple intelligences. Our guidance teacher helped facilitate uh, students figuring out what their strengths were and where they lied. So uh, this helped them to try to figure out what way was best for them to show or share their knowledge. So uh, we were afforded, you know, some fantastic learning opportunities as three of us were able to travel to CAST to learn about UDL firsthand, you know, phenomenal and highly recommended. Uh, But, you know, CAST has a great site with lots of information and videos and and really is the go-to or one of the go-tos for figuring out how UDL can fit within your classroom. So basically, we, we put our ideas together and, and started our adventure into both UDL and, and teacher research. We, we did some pre-surveys and observations, and then we set our plan into work. And after presenting the, the menu boards, the students were intrigued. Uh, so what were those results? Well, our results were incredible. We, we really were surrounded by collaboration and conversation and, and creativity. And we really thought we'd found that kind of brass ring of, of teaching and learning. We, we saw engagement increased. We, we saw attendance improved. And certainly no one was asking, why are we doing this? You know, all those wonderful things that make you feel good as a teacher. Uh, but, but then as part of teacher research, uh, there was a bit of a blip that happened post-survey, something that shocked us because really we, we had seen evidence that there was 99% of those students engaged. We were thoroughly impressed and, and quite glad that, you know, the students had taken this opportunity But in that follow-up survey, they still said they wanted choice, but less than half still wanted traditional testing. 
and boy, were we shocked, you know, so needed to do a little follow-up interview. And we realized that the students' request for tests was more course-based. They wanted testing for science and math, um, social studies and English. It was fine to have uh, menu boards and choice and, and to show their learning in different ways, but they wanted that quick in and out for math and science. Um, so that, uh, you know, was interesting. They, they thought it was a little more time consuming and required more effort. And sometimes they were struggling with uh, the whole idea about thinking outside of the box. And really it was about them being independent, I, I really think. So we wondered if these UDL ideas, if they were utilized in younger grades, and that became, you know, students were more uh, used to being in those situations. What would what would happen? Would the kids be more active and less passive? Or, you know, we even started to question, can you imagine what students would be capable of if choice was the rule and not the exception? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's such a beautiful dream. And so we know it's a possibility, but what do you think has been the biggest impact UDL has had on you? So the number one thing is that our pedagogy has been forever changed. You know, I'm I'm so grateful for this opportunity for the Department of Ed seeing that this is an important framework for teachers, for not actually not just teachers, but for students as well. You know, the, the greatest impact of UDL to my teaching is understanding that there is no one size fits all, mm-hmm. you know. Children's brains are unique and the importance of multimodal instruction or reinforcement of ideas through poetry and song and visual text and supportive technology. It really, truly is empowering for both teachers and and students. I really can't say enough about that. So I love how you're expressing this and you're really pointing to the creation of expert learners. And so do you have maybe an example that narrows it down for people to talk about what you do within your own practice. Anytime I give vocabulary to help support students with reading content, uh, we take time to draw an icon or symbol, you know, to represent the terms pictorially, um, to help them anchor their learning. And some students don't always think in terms of words and, and how they connect but are more visual and and that helps uh, those students as well as uh, tactile learners because they have to draw a picture to to represent that so it's it's one of those multimodal um, strategies for sure and uh, I'll tell you they are way more creative than I am you know I have an idea <laughs> of of images that would go nicely with certain terms and they always surprise me uh, but I think the best part is is seeing them do it independently you know it's just a little change and that is UDL Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And then you've also thought about your students who um, maybe have modified learning plan or they're receiving accommodations. So talk about that a little bit. Sure. Well, I, I think the biggest impact of using the UDL framework is is when the students are working and if someone came into my classroom, uh, you would not be able to tell who's being 
provided universal accommodations or who follows a modified learning plan. You know, it's, it is very inclusionary. It doesn't just remove the barriers to, to learning, but I, I think it does more than that. It really is a leveling agent. You know, it allows for students who traditionally may not have found success within school. It really lets them or gives them the opportunity to shine. And, you know, I could probably talk about all kinds of examples over the year, but just recently I have a student uh, who would be considered to have academic challenges and struggles with both reading and writing. And, uh, you know, the students were given a, a task to work in groups to create a skit to show two ideas we've been working on or learning about in, in social studies. And I... And conscious enough to allow them to create their own spaces within my class. Uh, but I will tell you, I was so shocked because I observed this young man giving suggestions which for ideas to be included, which isn't out of the ordinary for him. He, he does like to share ideas occasionally. Um, however, what I did see was uh, when it came time to put their ideas into practice or to put their script together and practice it and, and run through um, different lines and where they were going to stand, he was the one correcting them and, and telling them how to say certain lines, you know, to show more emotion or where student, certain students should stand and, and how they should move so it would be more realistic and, and the class would get that main idea that they needed to show the audience. You know, he, he even edited some lines um, as he thought the ideas weren't always clear enough. And I mean, other students were writing down his ideas because that's what it is all about in UDL, like sharing ideas and working together and being collaborative. And I, I just imagine the opportunity I, I would have missed if I just given a test. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is a beautiful way to bring this to a close because we have actually surpassed our 15 minutes. This has been a great example of how um, when we're providing our students all of these different options, that you truly are taking them all on their own individual paths toward becoming expert learners. And they're choosing those options. So it's just brilliant, Monica. It's just brilliant. And I really thank you so much for taking the time on a snow day for you guys mm -hmm. um, to, to come on in and to have this conversation with me and, and for all the podcast listeners um, for UDL in 15 minutes. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for letting me share. I, I certainly do not feel like I am an expert. However, I love sharing the positiveness of, of UDL. Perfect. Well, thank you again. So for those who are listening to this podcast, you can find supplemental materials like an image montage with closed captioning, that montage with audio descriptions, a transcript, and an associated blog at my website, theudlapproach.com forward slash media. And finally... If you have a story to share about UDL implementation for UDL in 15 minutes, you can contact me through the UDLapproach.com. And thanks to everyone for your work in revolutionizing education through UDL and making it our goal to develop expert learners.